This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my company, Horns Gordon. Now this time we've just released our biggest ever athletic clothing range. And this range is my favourite we've ever done. We've put so much time and effort into this to making sure it's just spot on. So we've gone for a nice clean golden black look across the whole range. We've got some specialist compression wear. So we've got compression rash guard, compression leggings, compression shorts. We've got a nice compression leggings and sports bra set for the women. And then we've also got some nice t-shirts that you can wear in and out of the gym. So we've got our bind room tee and a nice distressed look. We've got horns loading t-shirt. We've got oversized bind room t-shirt, which is probably my favorite item out of the whole range. See if you just go and check that out. It's really, really nice. And uh, we've got some women's only t-shirts. We've got some athletic shorts. We've got jogging pants. Honestly, we have hit everything with this range and we've put it all out there. So go over to the website, hornsvoting.com. Use the code HORNS10 to listen to the podcast, get a discount 10% of anything off the website. So that's not just the athletic wear. You get anything off of the horns, the mead, any other clothing, the jewelry, you name it. You're going to get 10% off. So just use the code HORNS10. Listen to the podcast, get that. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Naughty Mythology Podcast. I'm Daniel Farron, corner of the company Horns of Odin, and I'm joined, as always, by Dr. Matthias Nordvik. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. This time, we are joined by Lindy Feihella, um, who, you know, you might know as uh, both her own, uh, what do you call that? You're, you're your own artist, but you're also the uh, very beautiful female voice in Vadruna as well, so... Welcome to the show. Um, Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Nice to meet you guys. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Thank you for, for joining us. Um, I think we, say, as speak for both of us, we have probably a bucket list of guests that we that we like to have on the show. And we've ticked off a lot of them. Um, and you were definitely on there. You were one that we, we really wanted to, to oh. get. Um, so thank you for, for taking the time to, to talk That's- to us. That's great. I didn't know that. I'm glad you didn't say that before, but that, then I would be, get nervous. But now we are already <laughs> talking for a half an hour, so everything is fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Um, so, yeah, I mean, let's just start with a, a, how, how is everybody? How, what have people been up to? I mean, Matthias, you did your um, talk on tattoos at the uh, convention in Iceland, Iceland um, mm. remotely. Because you couldn't be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, bureaucratically impeded, um, so I couldn't go to Iceland. But yeah, I did my talk on Zoom, and it did. It went pretty well, as far as I could see. Like, I uh, got a lot of good feedback. Nobody was like, "No, you're crazy. Shut up." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's nice. Um, but basically, what I what I did was that I made a reasonable argument for why. Uh, we could assume that people in Scandinavia did have a tattoo- tattooing tradition in also in the Viking Age, um, and um, and yeah, um, people seem to believe it. So I'm going <laughs> to turn that into an article. Oh, there you That's go. Nice. Hmm? I mean, it, it seems to be pretty much accepted amongst most people. I think that they would have been tattooing to some degree. 
not to flog a dead horse. Not in, not in scholarship. Um, in popular culture, people kind of assume that that's the case, but that's only because you know most recent popular fictions have presented it as such. Um, but scholars are very, very skeptical about it, really. So, so that's also why it was kind of a big deal. I think that uh, that they seem to be accepting of my my talk on that subject. So, well, that's good. Yeah, it's because you got my back in. That's why. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> I also hope with, uh, that you can share. So maybe you will do that. Like um, how with my maybe looked like them well i can give you a short rundown of of what i um what i what i said at the uh, presentation so yes well the situation is that we have one literary source um uh, ahmed ibn fadlan talking about these viking rus in 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 russia um and he says that they're covered from the nail to their neck in tattoos of verdant trees. And I think also he mentions animals and such things. And that's the only source that talks about Vikings being tattooed. Um, and he's writing uh, this in 922 approximately. So right at you know the height of the Viking age too. And scholars have then debated, well, is he actually talking about tattoos or is he talking about some kind of like body paint? Is he, uh, is he, uh, is he just using a literary trope that he's got from, you know, um, the, the med medieval and Mediterranean, not medieval, uh, uh, Middle Eastern and Mediterranean um, uh, uh, social context where you do find people with tattoos and, and body paints of various kinds um like is it like a heathen savage trope that we see a lot of in in the in medieval literature in general or or what is he really what what is this about and most scholars have had a tendency to discount when he says that they're tattooed um because they just don't really think that it's it's that's um a, a reasonable um now, my argument is that we we have several European sources that actually demonstrate the existence of a tattooing culture in Europe in the Bronze Age and up until you know the the, the material finds right um, they are available up until the 500s BC. Um, for instance, we have tattooing needles from Denmark. From the Bronze Age, uh, so we have concrete evidence that Scandinavians tattooed. They just didn't do it in the Viking Age. But after after those, uh, when when the material uh, culture ends, so to speak, that's when we have literary reports for the next seventeen hundred years, like different authors in Europe talking about different peoples. Usually, they're calling they're talking about the Gaelic speaking peoples in the British Isles. But they're not only talking about those, they're also talking about uh, a clan or tribe called the Eisti, which might be the Estonians, um, and a couple of other literary instances seem to indicate tattooing in Northern Europe. Aside from that, we also know that there was tattooing in the Roman Empire, 
we also know that there was tattooing in um, Christian times in, in, in Rome. So, so we have general evidence of tattooing occurring um, for the last 3,000 years all over Europe in different capacities. And with that in and of itself, it makes it likely that if Fadlan's report on these tattooed Vikings is true, like it just in and of yeah, itself. Yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, so that's that's the main argument. And then I also have a couple of elements from from Old Norse literature that um, linguistically could direct us uh, towards tattooing, like the um, the word rista, which you know we use for talking about carving runes and rune stones or whatever, right? Mm. Uh, that is actually also used for carving in skin uh in uh in Sigurdrevumal. And we also have a several uh, words that indicate um blackened skin. For instance, blöcker, um that is also used for as a word for the blackened size or painted size on the Viking ships. So there is something in in terms of like vocabulary as well that actually suggests the possibility of tattooing. Yeah, we we even know in my dialect, the island I'm from, uh, on the west coast, we say rissa um, to this day, and that is not like drawing. It's like if you're carving something, but it's not the same as carving. It's like it's, it it makes sense that it can be like in to skin. Yeah, yeah, we have that in Danish too. Yeah, yeah, there is, yeah, yeah, we say that still. Yeah, I guess I guess originally you would have it would have just been thought of as carving into the skin. That's, mm -hmm. I guess that's how they would have seen it. Yeah, you know, uh, the, the semantics behind that word would be uh, that you're breaking the surface of something, right? That that's that's the thing that seems to be consistent, right? You're breaking the surface surface of a stone, or of wood, or of skin, right? And then you know, in with that, you can either you know. You can put some soot or you can put some kind of ink or something into that scar that you're making. And so, yeah, there, there, there are several sort of uh, vocabulary indications. They're not used specifically where you're like, oh, this is obvious to tattooing. But they're used in cases where you could say, well, they can be used for this. They can also be used for tattooing. Hmm. Okay. As Dan says, I'm also backing you on this one <laughs> i think there is a very fair chance that uh, they there you go more you than go. a fair chance yeah thank you, you. Got... I, I will i will keep that in mind <laughs> you you two... is also it was very interesting yeah it's very interesting actually you got two i think so on your side now yeah no i uh, <laughs> i feel feel the backup but there's also another thing and that is look if we look at the artwork from the viking age right we look at jewelry we look at any kind of surface what they did was that they they decided that they to put some kind of ornamentation on it. Pretty much anything that they uh, that they worked with, they put ornamentation on. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, the, there's not a big leap from that to they probably also did it on their skin in, in some way or other. Because you know what, teenagers fucking do it, right? <laughs> they just sit in their basement and they're like, "Yeah, let me try to like tattoo you," <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. So, I'm I'm sure that that also happened back mm -hmm. then. <laughs> And I, and I guess they were they traveled around a lot. So even if it wasn't 
a hub in Scandinavia, they, they would have seen it elsewhere. And maybe they could have, they definitely could have. Um, and there's also, I mean, it, when it comes to body modification, of course, we have filed teeth from uh, from Viking Age Scandinavia. You know, there are examples of Vikings uh, in Denmark, uh, Sweden, and I believe also Southern Norway. And I think one case in England, these skulls um, that have filed their teeth. So uh, if they file their teeth, again, they could also definitely have tattooed themselves. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And then also you have artistic people as all always existed. Of course, if even if it's like some people do want to make something extra. You're right. People always want to stand out, I think. Um, yeah, it's a, yeah. Usually usually a male thing for peacocking to get to get their attention. I'm sure it it exists today, so <laughs> I'm sure it would uh, exist back then. I, I, do you use that term? Is that a term that, that you two have familiar with peacocking uh, no, I yeah yeah yole book we would say like a mm -hmm. yole book or something <laughs> 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 it's like the goat the the, the the if you if a goat would uh dress uh himself up it would be the, a yole, the fancy yole. goat the i fancy feel like that's goat. such a scandinavian way of describing peacocking as well yeah, yeah. I the fancy goat. So. <laughs> <laughs> the fancy goat i mean i mean lindy we we've we spoke about tattoos a lot on this podcast. I I don't think that's why people are tuning in with it for an episode with you. Um, obviously, people want to hear hear about you and your and your music. Um, obviously, you've had a an exciting week this week. You just released an album. Yes, together with Daifarna, it's a band that I've been working together with. Uh, mm -hmm. So. so, yeah. so that's what I was wondering. Would this class as a, a solo album or is it a? Uh, no, it's a, it's me and a and a band. The only I, I tried to get like to tell these guys that, you know, why can't we just have a band name? And they are quite even shyer than I normally am. So they said that, uh, no, no, no. We we want we like your name. It's okay for us. Like everybody said, like, can we stand a bit in the background, please? Mm -hmm. And we can have Lindy Fihala. That's it. I said, no way, I'm not working together like this, making things from scratch and only having my name on it. It's ridiculous. So that's why we have this very long band name now, suddenly. But me <laughs> and, yeah, because we, we just had to make a fusion there with the name. What What is that band name then? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, actually Lindy Feihalla og Daifarna. And of the fauna, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and on my dialect, the fauna means those who are gone. Mm. But that doesn't have to mean that that you have passed away from this planet. It, it can mean that you have uh, those who have gone to sea or whatever, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, what's it like when you release an album? Obviously, something I've never, never done. I imagine has it been a, a busy week? It's been a super busy uh, week, uh, the last maybe a month or two months or so. I've been very uh, busiest uh, once in my whole life, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Because then you have you have emails and we have rehearsal and then it's interviews. And it's been very nice uh, to be on. And then I make sure to kind of keep myself awake in between. <laughs> so... Uh, I have to brag to everybody. I know I already told you, but I've started ice bathing. Oh, 
because I have the ocean like two minutes to walk from my home. So, and that really helps in like, okay, now I'm on alert again. So, and I, yeah, so is, do you see, is the ice, ice bath in the ocean or? It's in the ocean, yeah. So you just jump in the, in the sea? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like it would be really cold. You know what? That's the fun thing about it because I just found out, you know, we had a music video with this band, I found out, a couple of them called Loose. And I was in this Italian guy, Ferruccio uh, Goya, who made the video. He had written in the storyboard that, yeah, and then, then it can be in the ocean and like <laughs> this and that. And I don't think he had been thinking about it. He just recently moved to Norway. So he hadn't been thinking about how cold it really is. And I, I didn't want to destroy the video for the other guys either. So, okay, okay, I'm jumping in. And it's the coldest thing I ever experienced. Oh, I, I, need, <laughs> I need help to get out of there. But then, weirdly enough, uh, after a while, I was just, oh, I have to experience that again. I have to. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not cold at all. I, I kind of, I don't feel the cold. It's like a, after five, six minutes, maybe, I kind of know that now I have to go off yeah like i said that's a long time to be in something that cold uh, yeah so that's why i know because i've re- been reading about it now it's just a new hobby <laughs> <laughs> and i said okay you shouldn't walk up after like five ten minutes i mean so i, I feel like it's a pretty pretty big thing in scandinavia in general yeah I mean, it's started Denmark, to get really yeah yeah i mean we've i've been doing it all of my life you know have you yeah, because yeah. you have the sauna also there. Mm-hmm. I was in Denmark recently, and uh, just uh, three weeks ago, and then I tried out the. It was fantastic. The sauna. Yeah. Oh, I think I actually saw a picture you 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 put up on uh, Instagram or yes, something. Yes, I had to brag about <laughs> it. No, but it's like I got so interested in this. Now it feels fantastic. Yeah. No, I mean that's the best thing. Like you, 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 you go into the water and then you get into the sauna and then you get back into the water again at some point. You know, yeah. you know, going back and forth like that a little bit. I, I like it. I've never felt so clean in my whole life. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you jump? Do you get to jump into the ocean, or do you have to walk in slowly and a bit by bit get frozen? <laughs> because I know through my personal experience that I'd much rather just dive in get it over and done with and be cold all at once if i have to slowly walk in then i'm going to get up to the top of my legs and just turn back around and be like nope no chance in denmark the most places have little piers where you can okay. go out and yeah, just, yeah. yeah jump from those i mean so in denmark we have like clubs for it right so the the, the nude winter bathing club <laughs> of, of copenhagen yeah, and stuff like that super nice <laughs> I'm 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 planning to start uh, in hope to get uh, people with me down here, like Chekelvik uh, Ice Bathing Club. It's only me there now, but maybe if I'm lucky, I can. Oh, you you'll be able to to bring a crowd, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna. I did not think I'd be hearing this today that you're gonna start an ice bathing club. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not one for the cold. If I can avoid it. I'd rather uh, I'd do the sauna, but the 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 ice baths just I don't know. It's not really for me. I, the I used to have to do them a lot when I was playing rugby for for injuries and things, and 
I hated it so much. But saying that, our ice bath was, I don't know if you have wheelie bins in in, in the USA or in Norway. So it's like the, the big black bins you have outside your house. They used to just fill that up with cold water and ice and expect you to like clamber in. Oh my God, no. It was it was horrendous, and you just had to sit in there for a, for like a few minutes just to help uh, with the aches and pains. And it sucked so much. I think if I was jumping into maybe a a nice Norwegian fjord, it would be a a little bit nice, a little bit better, and enjoy it, it a bit more. It would still be pretty cold, and you. Oh, it would be cold, but at least it would. <laughs> yes, but at least it wouldn't be a wheelie bin in a shitty little clubhouse. I guess you so, would yeah. get some magnesium from the seawater and stuff. You know? And have something pretty to look at into the into the countryside, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Yeah, it helps. So I, I I listened to the to the album today. I had it on repeat in my workshop whilst I was working away. And I really, really enjoyed it. Oh cool. And I have to say thank you. I liked that it was I always enjoy when something's a little bit different to kind of the norm in this kind of music scene area genre whatever we want to call it because it felt a lot more relaxed um felt like i wanted to have a glass of wine and sit in a bath and listen to it i was just very kind of chilled um yeah i really enjoyed it nice so i mean what were i guess what were the inspirations behind it did you how much did you do the writing uh uh you know what happened i did um it was that I was supposed to, you know, I released a solo album a couple of, no, three years ago, two or three years ago. And mm -hmm. then I was supposed to have, uh, like two years ago, to have concerts. But of course, uh, Corona happened. But before Corona happened, I met up with these guys that they were supposed to be in, in this live band. They are in the live band. But, but we just started to uh, make new things there and then instead of, rehearsing or what we were supposed to rehearse, just jamming and then i could uh hear, and we were recording it also just in case something showed up and it was a very odd experiment because things just happen you know with some of the songs that are there is is uh like we just jammed it uh maybe that's why you find it relaxing you know because mm -hmm. it it isn't uh it isn't planned to pieces. It's just some of. Uh, of course, we have mixed it afterwards and stuff with um, uh, Eva Sonde, a producer and the producer of it. But uh, uh, and the inspiration is more the lyrics as always come come after. Because when I make melodies, I don't like to have. I like to be free with. Uh, I just. Uh, I get into some kind of dream world or what, and I listen to the music and, and then I, uh, I just have this Mickey Mouse uh, language that kind of, um, uh, so it doesn't matter for me. It's, it's much easier to sing something that doesn't make sense uh, than uh, have words that I try to fit into my mood. Right, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, so then I just, uh, after this, melodies or the songs or whatever we are working then i i'm looking for the right words mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean i always with music like this obviously i i don't understand a word of it because i only speak english um so i think that always gives me i guess a different 
perspective on when, when listening to this, whether it's whether it's this or Wardruna or anybody else, it's is very much about the the music, the beat, the tempo, because that's all I can can focus on. Obviously, the words are there, and your voice is you have a beautiful voice, but I I I don't understand a single word of it, which I think helps. <laughs> it helps when yeah. I, it actually helps more when I'm when I'm working and, and trying to concentrate on on creating a piece at work. I can kind of have the music on, but the words don't distract me enough from oh. what I'm doing. So it, it it does work in that way. But I found with, with with the album that I listened to today, it was, I mean, I think it's it's easy to fall into the trap of when creating this kind of Nordic style music um, for it to be very fast paced, kind of that, that whole typical warrior type vibe of, uh, of the, the Nordic kind of music scene and, Whereas this was just felt so much more relaxed and and easy listening, um, and I, I really kind of just enjoyed that different kind of pace to what maybe I'm used to with um, with other bands. That's really good. And when you see say easy listening, as long as it's not like it would fit into an elevator. I'm no, 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 yeah. no, no, <laughs> no. There, there's a there's a big difference between uh, good, good, elevator music and easy listening. <laughs> oh, this would be great for a grocery store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, don't, I'm not. That's not what I said. <laughs> no, I, I I know what you mean. There's and yeah, there is there is like a tendency for this style of music to uh, to be something that you're like you're kind of expecting that. That you'll be running across the Norwegian high mountains, like uh, with your spear, and you know, I don't know, chasing a wolf or something. And yeah, and I'll, that's I'll, definitely be, not the, the feeling that you're getting here. That like yeah, or to be like mid some sort of mid battle scene, or yeah, obviously we've seen Wadruna's music used in in Vikings in kind of very fast paced uh, moments. But whereas it, like I said, this just seems very very relaxed, which is which is something different that i really like i said i really enjoyed it it was um it was just something that i kind of just drifted away listening to and the and the album kind of just flew by uh whilst i was working away so i just popped it back on and listened to it again oh well that's fantastic i will tell the other guys also in case they haven't <laughs> tuned in now that's a i will uh, yeah i will tell them what you said so but it i've heard it a couple of other also that has mentioned that it is like this dreamy quality to it, or what? And uh, and that's that's nice because it's uh, we are very uh, we're talking a lot about it also, like other uh, dimensions or dream. Well, we're very curious about uh, what um, we sometimes can feel but not see mm. things like mm-hmm. that. And we just have an open mind about it and talking. You can talk. You know, it's a nice bunch of people to talk about uh, things that are a bit uh, far out there sometimes. No, but it's fun. So <laughs> it makes sense in a way that you find it relaxing. Yeah. it's a, This is a safe space to talk about any when, of those things. When, you, when yes. you say far out, do you mean elves? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it can be elves. No, it, can, it can be anything, you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm the I'm the neighbor of a, a proper witch mountain here in uh, Norway. Nice. A nice. witch mountain for real. Yeah. And not, uh, it's called Lidahorn, and they they did think that um, some hundred years ago that uh, the witches had sabbats and stuff. Yeah. And mm. uh, uh, of course, when I say witch, it's a positive 
word mm-hmm. for me. So, yeah, it was prob- probably some, uh, what do you call it, originals that had meetings up there, maybe drank some mead or so, if I can guess. And of course, that was enough to get uh, get burned on the stake or something like that. So <laughs> if you were a bit different those days, it wasn't safe. Uh, but it's a very nice place. And uh, also, suddenly a black cat came here to just decided to live here. So I feel that maybe I'm the witch here in Czechovic. Yeah, I, I, I sincerely hope that you've restarted the tradition of going up there, right? Of course, and, I'm going yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you had to ask. Yeah, yeah no, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah, I can assure you that it has been a couple of witches up there since uh, since two, 2020. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah. No, I um I teach about the Dovra in um in oh. my I teach a course on Scandinavian witchcraft and magic. So uh, fantastic. Yeah, I didn't know. Good. I didn't know that because I haven't uh, but I will uh, check it out now because now I have the time after uh, after the weekend. I will have time to look at other stuff with you guys. So then then do you have some episodes on that maybe on your podcast? Um, we haven't really talked much about that. We have had uh, Tonya Lind from uh, Iceland in to talk about uh, being a vulva and so on. But oh, this this is a course I teach at uh, the university in Colorado um, in Boulder. So I have a. I'm pretty sure that like 30 percent of my class is definitely people who identify as witches. So <laughs> good to hear. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> Is that is that something that you're particularly interested in, Lindy? Uh, witchcraft? Um, no, you know, I'm a, I'm I'm a generally interested in everything that has has to do with uh, with uh, mysterious things. Mm. But I also have to say that I'm this boring kind of. If I I, I do in that, you know I I cheers on the witches big time, and I do feel like one in a way if i have to say but someone asked me but i am very very i'm this boring witch that is very uh against evil spells mm. and stuff i'm not into that thing just to make sure in case someone but i i don't i, I don't believe in uh in doing harm mm. well that's probably good that was mostly what yeah. people got uh, burned at the stake for back in the day maleficium basically putting a curse on people that would like kill them or kill the cattle or make them sick or something like that yeah it was a case here in bergen uh because i know someone that studied they have read this uh, trials their books Mm -hmm. with the trials and then there was a poor woman that she got the blame because the the tree the pear tree didn't uh bear any fruits uh particular fruits one year and then she she uh, had to pay the price for that. We yeah. we all know it's husbands just trying to get rid of their wives. No, 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 That's no, no, no. what. That's, that's got to be what it is. No, that is mostly in France and Belgium. That is that mostly has, France oh, is and it? Belgium. So it's... Yeah. So okay. So so if you want to get really nerdy about it, there there are different there are different social dynamics depending on which part of the Europe we're in. So for instance, in Norway, most of the people who get 
burnt for witchcraft back in the day. Uh, they were itinerant and very poor. Like in so many cases, we see they don't even have clothes on their body. The people that that, that are being burnt for witchcraft in Norway. So, so what we're seeing is a, essentially like it, local communities trying to root out the poor people. That's what it's it, it, it's about in Norway. In Sweden, in Sweden, it's really interesting because um, the Swedes. They go full on with the pact with the devil. That's actually not that common in the rest of Scandinavia. The idea of the pact with the devil and going to the mountain and all that stuff. That's but that becomes a, a, a big thing in the Swedish witchcraft trials. And what we see in Sweden is actually a bunch of children running around capitalizing on uh, accusing other people of witchcraft. And <laughs> yeah, so the, the kids are making money off of it. <laughs> oh yeah oh, <laughs> so that's that's husbands that's, husbands <laughs> paying kids to get rid of their wives no st still it's not that no it's not that much uh, that actually um what we see in denmark is mostly so the the material that we have from denmark is mostly from jutland we don't have a lot from from the islands so what we can see in the jutland cases is that um there's a lot of uh you know people worry a lot about cattle so, you know, this person over here is responsible for half of my cattle herd of being decimated because of, you know, some illness or something like that. Or beer brewing. Also, sometimes they're taking they're taking out competition. Like, so it, it, we can see that some accusations they are very obviously have something to do with, like, competing merchants in towns and that kind of stuff. But no, so if you go to France and you go to Belgium, that's where you see husbands uh, basically is mostly about impotence, really. <laughs> so they're <laughs> accusing their wives of having made them impotent. And this is something wow. that actually goes back to um, the 1300s. There was actually, interestingly, uh, there, was, there were two historical um, uh, witchcraft cases in France, and one in France and one in Scotland both involving Danish princesses. So I don't know, like the Danish princesses were apparently like <laughs> people that <laughs> were easy to accuse of witchcraft. I don't know why, but, <laughs> but it's a lot of different, uh, different like reasons. And it's also a lot of like local, like folklore that gets mixed into all of this. Like the, in, in, in Denmark, it's very common that you know these uh, the the explanations for what is happening and all that stuff include um, the Nisa, um, the the little the little man who who lives lives on the farm, or sometimes a black dog or something like that, which seems very specific to some some Danish folklore. Um, yeah, we also have the Nisa. We call it Fjörs Nisa. Uh, yeah. it's on the farm. Yeah, farm. The same thing. But he doesn't show up in, in, in trials that much in, in Norway, um, interestingly. And, and in the meantime, in Iceland, you know, it's mostly men who are burned for witchcraft. And it's definitely some kind of like Odin complex that is uh, lingering because they're, you know, accused of being Fjölkunig uh, or uh, they, know, they know that type of witchcraft that Odin knew and they know runes and that kind of stuff so uh so so there's some very very specific local reasons for for witchcraft too depending on where we are in europe 
And I think I think the Dutch they're really busy getting rid of uh, women who brew who brew beer. That's like no. a major part of that. <laughs> You're kidding! Is it oh, true? Uh, how yeah. dare they? How that dare was, they? Yeah, it's... that was also uh, part of some of the witchcraft trials in uh, in um, in Germany. And it makes perfect sense because um, the German Reinheitsgebot, you know, for the purity of of beer, it's invented in the 1400s, and that's when it starts taking off. So it makes perfect sense. <laughs> They're literally getting rid of competition. <laughs> <laughs> Brewing beer, just witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You didn't. I mean, you didn't mention Britain in there at all. Do we have witches? It's oh not, yeah, you, I, it's not something I I really know about. It's not I've never yeah. Bristol, I think, becomes a big hub for Oh, there was um the Pendle witch trials as well. Mm-hmm. And the 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 English ones actually are very similar to the Danish ones in in terms of the social dynamics that are happening and also a lot of the, the folklore involved. The kind of seems to mirror. Mm-hmm. Some of the Danish stuff, like in Scotland, they get really hardcore. Oh, that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> that yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So, I mean, to try and get back on topic, I guess a little bit, even though it's always fun when we uh, wander off down a down a tangent. Um, Wardruna, you obviously are a, a big part of of that. Did you ever imagine? It would become what it is. No, of course I didn't. But, uh, in the, I'm still, it, I think it's 15 years ago uh, or something. The first time I was going down in the studio to uh, I know, and then he was in this very small, actually by this by the sea, just a, um, uh, a kind of loft in another building. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just strolling down there. So yeah, I can always try something. Because he said that he called me and said, yeah, I know you probably know me from, you know, I know Christian and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, I have a song that I wondered if you can try to come up with something. And uh, I just uh, went down there, 10 minutes walk. And then uh, it was this Bjorkan song. And it, and it was this uh, part of the song where I could just... Uh, come up with whatever he just had some kind of things i had to have in mind and that was you are some kind of just imagine you are some kind of a goddess or something of the woods of the birch woods so I, I'm, I'm pretty good at daydreaming so i just uh, went into something that i felt was like that made sense for me in that uh, and then it was that song and then it just i never left it was just that i got asked to do more songs and then suddenly 15 20 years has gone by and i still but <laughs> i never i never expected it to be this and i'm very happy about it because i love to travel i, I love these guys in the band everyone it's a fantastic group to be in actually so yeah traveling around having concerts and very nice <laughs> it's, uh, it sounds pretty good did you was there a point where you ever almost didn't go to to see Aina to to sing on the song did at any point you think oh maybe I'm too busy um I need to do something else instead I know 
No, because uh, it was like in Bergen, it's a small city. And okay. all the musicians are kind of helping, at least when in the 90s, and we were helping each other out because no one had money. So if it was like lending each other 50 kroner for a cup of coffee, or it was to sing or play guitar, or whatever, on other people's projects, everybody was just helping each other out. So I was thinking, oh, yeah, it's just another, it's a friend of my friend. So mm. of course I will help him out with this. I was thinking, and I, when I heard the music, also the oh, they are, I like this. You know, I can. If I didn't like the music, I would then say no, in a polite way. <laughs> but I like the music, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a definitely a good thing for music that you uh, you went along and enjoyed it and liked the music, uh, because obviously. It sparked an entire genre into, um, I guess, into the forefront of people's minds. It, a lot of people wouldn't have heard of this style of music, I don't think, if it wasn't for Wardruna kind of paving the way and really bringing it into um, kind of the, the everyday household. Yeah, and I think also maybe, you know, with Einar um, and also Christian who started also those two that was in the beginning before I joined it, they they wanted to also do justice to the rooms again because in Norway, I don't know if that was in the rest of Scandinavia, but in Norway it was seen as some kind of shame because the Nazis had taken like symbols just using it like for mm. no reason, just because it looks cool or whatever, you know. They've taken these things away. So they, it was like a thing for Einar and them to take it back in a way because it has nothing to do with it. Nazi racism or they have nothing to do with it and I think that is actually when looking back at it that was a quite of a brave thing to do back then because I remember in the beginning I always we had to kind of answer even it me like oh isn't that some kind of a evil band or no no it's the opposite hmm. <laughs> yeah so yeah I mean Vark Vikanes didn't make it easy for anybody either didn't you know? make it easy for no <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, so, I didn't realize how much of a, a bad human he was, because I I never really looked I never looked into him or or anything. He's kind of just one of those names that I heard kind of just doing these episodes and and whatever else. He's just someone I heard has been a bad a bad person. And then I listened to the last podcast on the left, who did a a three part episode on Norwegian black metal and going to the whole kind of Varg story in the. And the people he he killed, um, and I was like, it's it's a fucking really insane story, and he was not a good person, nope, nope, in by any stretch of the imagination. It's surprising that he's not in prison still. Yeah, it's uh, uh, I don't know what to say about because you know I don't know that guy personally, or I've never followed him. I don't I like you if if I would check him, you know, I, I, I know just that I don't stand for anything he stands for, obviously, mm -hmm. because he has been kind of vocal about the very right-winged, and that is so opposite for, for me that I would never go into, I, I, like, for me, it's like, I'm not interested mm -hmm. yeah. in him or in what he's doing, like, because it's... I think, I I think a lot of, I think a lot of the... Um... The hype around uh, him and those guys uh, in the um, early '90s was also part of making it a little, like you know making the interest in 
the that whole Viking Age history, the runes and all of those things more difficult in Norway um, because we didn't have the same uh, attitude to it in Denmark. Like in yeah, Denmark, a... in Denmark, it was a little more like, oh yeah, okay, that, that's just our history, you know. Like people, yeah. people, people would at best probably just think that you're, you know, kind of a nerd for being interested <laughs> in it, right? But that's great, yeah, because that was what I was wondering about. Maybe it was just a Norwegian thing that we had kind of started, but it went very fast uh, forward. It went away very fast. That thing, mm-hmm. I, I felt that everybody understood you know, that this is just genuinely. People who are interested, like Einar and them, who are interested in this stuff. And I was joining, I, I told Einar, you know, Einar, I don't know anything. But back then, I don't know anything about the rules, really. I don't know anything about it. I just wanted to be honest that, you know, maybe you should look for someone else. And he said, uh, no, no, but it's your energy I want anyway, because he had heard uh, something else that I've done on a concert. Mm-hmm. So it was just, uh, and that, that then I was like, okay, everything is okay then. I can, I'm doing my stuff. So mingling in there some, some, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I guess I obviously like the fact that you, you were able to put, I guess, like you said, put almost put yourself in a, a trance for the, for the song, go to a place and just kind of be free and, um, and, and be you, I guess. Yeah. I, I think, uh, uh uh, that's kind of what he picked up on. That that was my kind of thing. And then, if you are just honest about uh, that, you know, because it has happened also that I've seen. No, I can't sing that. Or if it's, but that is just that that just happened happens once. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine there's many things you can't sing. You have a you have a very beautiful voice. Oh, thank you. I have <laughs> my brother. You know what my brother said. <laughs> I mean, if he's your brother, he probably wasn't very nice. No, he wasn't nice at all. Uh, <laughs> but, he, I, <laughs> but we are very good friends, and uh, everything is fine. But he said uh, when we were living under the same roof, I was like sixteen, and he, now he was sixteen, I was seventeen, and I was rehearsing and rehearsing and rehearsing. And he said, "You have to stop that singing. It goes <laughs> through my bones. It goes through my blood." Everything and he was so fed up with it. And then some years later he was at the concert. And I said, Okay, why are you here? Because <laughs> and then they said, Yeah, but it's not that bad when it comes music along with it. Uh, oh, that's such a brother thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> he was just being mean. Yeah, but I like I, I I kind of like it. So yeah. <laughs> it means that it's some nerve at least. Yeah, he's he's just been a mean, mean brother. And you got I guess you got his approval in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now now when uh, but that's probably because we are over 40, both of us, then he can kind of yeah, no, it's not it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not embarrassing to be nice to your sister anymore. Yeah, no, it's 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 getting there. <laughs> On the brighter side. Uh, so when it comes to to the music, I guess with with Audruna and your and your solo stuff, obviously you do the lyrics. Do you do a lot of the melodies? And I, and they I do all the melodies. I, I otherwise it wouldn't be a point for me to. I always do the melodies. Okay, is that the same for the the Audruna stuff as well? Uh, no, then it's sometimes. You, know. you kind of j- mix it. Yeah, you know 
for most of the latest years, maybe I don't know, but if it's some kind of pre-singing or some lines here and there, it's it can be me. So all the all the free song is normally me when it's no words involved. Mm -hmm. I'd love to be a, a fly on the wall when you guys were just jamming, I guess, and just kind of flowing ideas and putting stuff together. I I, I think that would be such a fun process to to sit and sit in on. Yeah. It is always nice to uh, when you find people that you are working very well together with. It's always a nice thing to start that process again with making music and new music. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, I mean, how has it been? I say, I guess with the with the album you've just released, are you all close enough geographically that you've been able to play together and practice, or has it all had to be remote? Uh, we are living quite close actually but because of the corona and stuff we've also been like me and the synth player Royola, we are the ones that has um, the last half a year a year we have been sending stuff to each other so we have a lot of new music that we record soon but on the on on the album that you are already hearing we had a basement uh, just right up the street here at one of the drummers, uh, he has a basement uh, studio in mm -hmm. his mother's basement. So it's called Moore's Challa, which means uh, mother's basement. And uh, that was where all the most of the songs were made in the first place. <laughs> I mean, that sounds so strange. You saying it was made in somebody's mother, in somebody's <laughs> someone's mother's basement. Yeah, no, but it was. But he is also, he is very busy, he has his own studio and has a lot of people coming there. And also he has actually, uh, he is not joining us now. It's mostly me and uh, the synth player mm -hmm. because he's so busy. So, uh, yeah, but that's where we made the first album. And now on the next one, we will maybe just uh, continue sending stuff to each other, me and this Royola, because that has, that has worked very well. It's a very odd way to new way to work for us but it it's working he's mm -hmm. i sending him maybe some melodies or he's sending me some things he has made with synth and then i send a, put a melody on top of that and then it's just sending like this and uh, then we're meeting our producer ever sunday soon yeah i i guess you know it makes it so much easier having the ability to just send stuff. Nice easy. Obviously, if, if if Corona had come about maybe 20 years ago before we had the accessibility, I guess if you weren't close to each other and being able to get to a studio, that was it. You just couldn't make music, I guess, for a couple of years. Yeah, imagine that. You could send some ideas on a dot or something and post it and it would take uh, 40 <laughs> days before it. <laughs> so lock in, lock in, unlock. That is nowadays. Yeah, so you're still still able to make music. That's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. So, what about I guess what about touring? Do you do you have any do you have anything booked with Wadruna? Um, or yourself? Yeah, there are plans for. Um, uh, no, I know I'd, um, I haven't checked the calendar, but I know there will be quite a lot to do next year. I am. Um, I'm expecting to see you guys over here <laughs> as soon as possible. <laughs> oh yes, I'm looking. I uh, look very much forward to be in Colorado again. Let me tell you, 
I was walking up to that mountain, you know, the flat irons, mm-hmm. because I had some, I like to walk, and I had some hours before I had to be on uh, the soundtrack. So, what a fantastic place, really. Talking about magical place. Yes, uh, yes, hmm. especially when you get far enough in, you know, uh, on the backside there um, of Sutaqua. That that's a that's a really cool spot. Yeah, and so it's on the backside of the mountain. Well, it's the backside of that uh, Chautauqua is uh, that little f- hill that you go up first, and then you get up towards the the flat irons, and you when you get sort of like and far into the back that's when it starts getting really really interesting <laughs> yeah but maybe i was there then because i was walking for quite some time it took some hours that walk and then i walked uh, as long as i could before i actually had to climb and i was saying i'm not climbing that's uh i may <laughs> maybe not make it to the concert then but uh as far it was just this very small stones left mm-hmm you know yeah. that area? It's just very, very small stones. Yeah, like the sort of like a, a ravine kind of uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mm. call that? In race or something like that? Race, yeah, yeah, race. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, I have, um, I have uh, uh, slipped on those <laughs> on several occasions in uh, in in pretty bad weather. <laughs> uh, yes, that uh, you can expect to roll all the way down now. Maybe. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I did break my toe once on them, <laughs> so oh, no. I I know exactly what you're talking about, and yeah, that that's the kind of spot you want to be a little careful with. <laughs> I I think you need to uh, carry a gro- GoPro with you now, just so you can film yourself falling. For me, <laughs> I mean, the, the backstory behind that is that I was being an idiot. It was because I was not being careful. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was entirely my fault. Usually I don't fall around in the mountains because I'm not an idiot. But I had just moved to Colorado. So I was being a little, um, uh, how do you say that? Um, a little bolder than I needed to be, you know. Pun intended. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mateus, I've always wondered this. Um, just, there seems to be such a big kind of Viking community in Colorado. What's Is there a particular reason for that? Obviously, you get like Highland perform there, Wadruna, um, where it's, yeah, you always just kind of, is, is, is it Fire in the Mountain is there as well? Now that's up in Wyoming. Um, oh, okay. But I, I mean, for American standards, it's kind of close. It's only eight hours in, in a car. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, it does seem like there's a, a, there is a bit of a, a community there, though. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just always wondered if there was a, a reason behind it or if it was because of the university. So I would say that it's a, it, there are some compounding factors. I mean, this Denver is the biggest metro area in the Front Range, you know, along the Rockies. Um, there's nowhere like there's like three point something million people in in Denver and that whole metro area. There's nowhere like that if you go north um, or south, for that matter. Uh, so, so this would be sort of like the the place for any kind of subculture, really. Right. Um, any any kind of interest in music, like there's also a big heavy metal community, and I'm pretty sure that there there are other genres of music are pretty big too here as well. 
I mean, I wouldn't know because I don't branch out. But aside from that, actually, fun fact, there is a uh, Viking reenactment group that, according to legend, um, they've been here for a long time. Uh, and according to legend, they were actually started with the help from some guys from a reenactment group in Denmark. So, uh, so there's like, there has been some, some Viking interest for a very long time out here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, for a show like uh, Vatrona, uh, last time you guys were here, I mean, people came in from everywhere. They came from New Mexico, from Wyoming, from Nebraska, Kansas, all over the Midwest, right? Because the next place where like somebody would be playing a, a show like this would be Chicago, right? And the distance from here to Chicago is the same as the distance from Hamburg to Moscow. So it's pretty far, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's like if you're in Nebraska, for instance, you could choose, oh, do I wanna do I wanna see Vatuna playing in Chicago or do I wanna see them playing in Denver, right? So that makes perfect sense that people would then come out here. It's insane how how big that place is. Because I complain if I have to travel an hour and a half to go to a show or something. You know what's insane? It's insane that when I'd have to go to Chicago, I would prefer to drive all the way. <laughs> That's insane. What, then fly? Yeah. There's probably a beautiful scenery along that road. Not really. It's just a oh, bunch no. of uh, it's just a bunch of uh, cornfields. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> no, actually, you know, Iowa is actually kind of if uh, Iowa feels like Denmark, you have like those rolling hills, and it's 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 kind of nice. Hmm. Um, and yeah, you get different kinds. Like there's like a little bit of desert too, in like north north uh, eastern Colorado. It it can be uh, interesting, but Kansas is not. Kansas is really boring to go through. But I just, uh, no, not Kansas. Well, yeah, Kansas would also be, but I, I meant Nebraska. Nebraska is also really boring. Um, but yeah, I just, I just prefer driving. It's, it's a, it, it's like you know when I was a kid in Denmark and uh, you would go to Italy or something like that. You'd be on a bus for like twenty one hours and you'd be like jacked up on Red Bull. And I just, it's a vibe that I like. <laughs> Oh, I, I feel like the people in Nebraska and Kansas listening to this right now, they're so mad at you. <laughs> Probably. I mean, <laughs> but they they will, if you're in Nebraska and you're listening to this, you will probably agree with me that there's not a lot of awesome scenery out, you know, around York or something like that. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Nebraska. <laughs> I will Google Nebraska afterwards and look for beautiful places. There, there are some uh, some nice, uh, uh, cool like low hills um, in in certain areas in Nebraska. But when you're driving along the highway, there's not a lot to see. But I do have a, a curious love hate relationship with Omaha because that's where I always stop. So, so I know Omaha pretty well. <laughs> they have good steaks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. That's that, that, your driving trip. Hey, man. At this point, you, everybody should know that uh, that I I don't uh, I don't try to disguise my 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 feelings about landscapes. I mean, I will tell you straight up that Denmark is pretty boring too, right? Yeah, it's- except from the south, uh, Denmark, because I was there just now, a few weeks ago. Okay. 
all the way south. It was like mm-hmm. uh, I heard it's like uh, one and a half hour, two hours from uh, Germany. Yeah. Okay. I'm not good in uh, remembering names. I was there having a workshop of all things, but seriously beautiful place. I mean the uh, so the islands down there are pretty beautiful, right? But you yeah, know, because it was like hilly. It was very yeah. Uh, hilly. Yeah. 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 The southern part of Fyn can can get really interesting with the, the hills and stuff like that. Northern part is pretty much like Kansas and Nebraska, just like my uh, my home country Jutland is <laughs> also just a small version of that. <laughs> pretty boring too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you're you're spoiled, Lindy, with with Norway because that's one of the most beautiful places I think I've ever I've ever been, and I, just driving around i was uh i just couldn't get bored i'm just looking around the even though it's it's a nightmare to get anywhere i guess because you have to go all the way around the fjords you can see where you want to be across the fjord and it's gonna take you three <laughs> hours like right over there but you have to yeah. go three hours that way it's like i could throw yeah. it i could throw a stone to get to it but i've got to drive all the way around still it didn't annoy me because i was just looking around constantly just admiring how beautiful the place was I like it here. It's uh, it is beautiful indeed. Uh, some people can't tolerate the weather though because it comes a bad weather with all the hills, uh, mountains, not mm-hmm. hills here, yeah, but so all the all the clouds are crushing into those mountains, and it's one of the most rainiest places in the whole world. Oh, I know all about rain. I think, okay. I think the, yeah. the only place <laughs> the only place that has more rain than than the Norwegian West Coast, that's Bangladesh. Like, yeah, and one town in one town in China that. also. One town okay, in China. Yeah, one yeah. Ch- town in China. <laughs> Trust you to know that, Matthias. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> How do you even know that? Where do you learn that? It's I don't know, man. I'm a nerd. Like <laughs> I'm gonna have I to just get any shunt staff fact checking everything you say. Because you could make this up. I'm, I'm that gullible. You could make it up. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's it. And then I'll go tell people. Just one uh, power out there question. Is that why it's come, it comes so many? Isn't it a, a huge tea production in Bangladesh? Or am I wrong about that? No, that's Sri Lanka. Yeah, that's Sri Lanka. Yeah. yeah. But does, that, uh, does it come better tea with a lot of rain? I'm a coffee I drinker. So I, I just want to know. No, you I, don't know? I, I have no idea about the the production of tea. Do you uh, normally do lie? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't normally lie. But, I, but if there's something I don't know, I say that I don't know it. <laughs> he doesn't lie. He's just very smart. But I'll tell you this though: Bergen is definitely one of my favorite cities in uh, Scandinavia. Um, it's definitely my favorite city in in Norway. Mm. Um, it is also the only city that's ever made me cry. Because oh. of the weather. <laughs> what, happened? what happened? It was just so rainy, like walking like five five feet down the, the road and like you're just soaked. And it's yeah. like <laughs> there's, there's <laughs> nothing you can do. <laughs> at least at least nobody could see you cry. Exactly. It was all wet anyway. So <laughs> yeah, if you if you want to know who are kind of from here, if you walk in this rain, you can see all those who don't wear an umbrella. Because mm. you just at one point you just give up. Yeah, I'm from an island also where it it doesn't rain that much at all. But I've been living in the city for twenty years or so, thirty years almost. And in the beginning, you're trying to have an umbrella, 
but mm. it doesn't it's not sustainable forget it or you have to carry it all the way so if you are a little bit forgetful you can just forget it yeah. so now it's a lot of people just walk in that rain without any protection in colorado is the exact opposite though we don't really get any rain i, I usually tell people that it never rains in colorado because you never get when it does rain in Colorado, it, it's nothing compared to what you have in Scandinavia, anywhere in Scandinavia, really, or the you know, the UK for that matter. Shan, Shan's been fact-checking. Nee says that Norway isn't in the top 10 of wettest places on Earth. So, oh, he's checked. Fantastic, now we know. Top 10, so, yeah, exactly. Oh, no, it says it's not. It says Norway's not. not in the top 10. But you have to Google Berga, Norway. It is yeah, um, uh, yeah. Norway. Because the east coast of Norway, the north, the south, mm-hmm. there it doesn't rain nearly as much. If you really? single it into mm-hmm. west coast of Norway or Bergen, mm-hmm. I promise you, I, I, I have read somewhere that it is the most rainy city in the whole world, except for one city I don't remember the name of in China. That's insane. The, the, just move. <laughs> move away from the rain <laughs> no but it is beautiful here also no. like i'm used to it's a nice scenery and nice people yeah no you i mean obviously being from from england we get our fair share of rain um but i think the rain always makes every the landscape and the environment so much more beautiful because obviously it feeds it feeds the earth it feeds nature um so you just end up with so much beautiful like obviously the landscape the trees flourish the plants flourish the, the flowers um everything always looks very nice where it's wet quite often i i have that factoid of uh bangladesh being uh one of the few rainier places in bergen i have that from a bbc show so you tell me who's full of shit me or <laughs> <the> english <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. Others may do their own research and find out that you're lying, but I won't. <laughs> I'm, I'm researching this. <laughs> 240, 240 rainy days per year. Wow. That's yeah, a lot. That's, that's that a is lot. a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just get fed up. The rainiest city in Europe, allegedly. <laughs> come on say Bergen now oh. <laughs> I mean it is it is definitely a very rainy place it is it is <laughs> it sounds like it's up there for sure I didn't think we'd be getting onto this subject <laughs> well it's my honor that is uh that's at stake now right I know for, for anybody who's not what who's, who's only listening or watching this when I questioned his integrity he he leaned leaned close to the camera and furiously started typing doing his own research <laughs> but uh, we got I I believed you all along I just wanted to uh to see what happened if I questioned you <laughs> <laughs> oh dear so yeah um should we should we wrap this one up I've I've had a very busy week. Um, I'm uh, a little bit sleepy. We're getting, we're knocking on here. We've, uh, it's Christmas time. We had our, yeah. we recently did our Black Friday event through the, through Horns of Odin. Um, but this year we did um, a give back Friday event where we were going to donate an item 
to our local food bank for every item sold on the website over the weekend, which is really good. So we we totted that up yesterday, and it came to 406 items that we have. 406 items we sold. Then me and Sarah are going to double it. Um, so we're going to tomorrow got to go and buy 812 food items to donate to our local food bank, which oh. is really, which is really good. It was a, a really nice total, but it's going to be a nightmare. We did it like we did last year and we raised 370 items. I think it was in total. And the little, apparently the little gun, yeah, if, do you have the self shopping in, you know, where you go around the supermarket, but you get like the little, you get your own little gun to, to, to yeah, scan. starting, starting here, uh, just started. Yeah, so that's yeah. quite popular here. So we, we thought it would be quicker to do that. Um, but they take quite a long time to register the scam, but also they, they max out at 200 items, which we didn't know. So we were walking around with like two different trolleys. And then when we got to the, to the till, obviously we bagged it all up and separated it up into little like tins and, and different things. And then when we got to the, to check out, they, um, <laughs> one of them didn't weigh the right or something so they had to unpack all 200 items and rescan them just in case we were trying to steal a tin or something i don't know oh, oh, it, was, no. it was an absolute Come headache oh. so, but not, so that was for the for 300 and something so tomorrow we've got to do 812 um so i'm hoping that the same thing isn't going to happen but worse uh, I'm not really sure the best way to go about it. I've never bought as much stuff. I mean, uh, I, I think it's great that you're doing something for your community, man. It's super nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it, it, I mean, when I was, I was doing some research for it, because obviously it's easy to do the whole put something on sale on Black Friday. But I just figured it's nice to try and do something to to give back. Obviously, we're in a... We're in a lucky enough position that the, the, the company's doing all right. You know, we've we've got a unit now, it's going pretty well. Um, but not everyone's been so lucky through through the pandemic. Um when I when I was looking, I think it's like six and a half million people use a food bank in the UK every year. Uh it's up like six hundred thousand people last year alone. And I was like, that you know, that's that's never a good thing. Um, mm. it's just a sad statistic obviously and, and that's people that are willing to go to the food banks how many people are too that are too proud to, yeah. to accept the help and go so they must be you know millions more who, who are on that threshold who who kind of just do without or make do and kind of get by so we just you know we wanted to try and do something to help out obviously it's it's only a drop in the ocean when it comes to it but it's it's going to make a difference to to some people i think yeah i, I think it's it's uh, very important to do those like you're doing i think it's very uh, uh what, what can i call it uh, uh, just such a nice thing to do and when people say yeah it's just a drop in the ocean no but it is a drop in the ocean what if you don't there are a lot of drops in the ocean it's mm-hmm. like it's uh the, the oh. drops are part of making the ocean exactly exactly <laughs> Yeah. No drops, no ocean. No, but it's uh that's it. No, I'm looking um I'm looking forward to uh to dropping all the stuff off. Cause like I say when we when we took it last year, they were pretty happy. So I imagine that it'll be the same this year because you know they 
they all work on volunteers and, and donations and it's hopefully makes it a little bit better for someone i guess but on top of the, on top of that we i also we had the photo shoot for our next clothing range that comes out hopefully on friday um so that was a that was fun we we got some fire involved we had a a fire performer there doing some uh, stuff for like that so we got some really good pictures so it's been a it's been a long week to say it to put it shortly obviously Lindy you've had a, a busy week with the album and I'm sure it's just going to be carry on being busy yes it's going to be busy we have a concert on Friday so it's going to be very oh, nice. busy yeah so I'm uh, going to enjoy a beer like you're doing after Friday <laughs> Friday evening after the concert I will relax for that weekend at least do you ever have a drink before or is it always never. nothing no before? I never do I never do that because I know some people obviously like to have one before loosens loosens them up um, I, I tried to do it but it never and I, and I didn't do it anymore I, I tried to do once uh, but um, I don't like uh, for me it's like I get so easily tipsy so mm -hmm. oh, and okay. I don't I don't like to be tipsy when I'm having a concert so I just tried it once and never again there you go. I'm not like, ooh, and then and no one else should do it, but just it isn't for me. So Yeah, no, absolutely everybody's different. I guess if you can if you can get in your 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 zone that you need to be in without it, then you don't you don't need it. And whereas like yeah. some people maybe they need it to, exactly. to loosen up, I guess. Yeah. Um everybody's different. Yes. <laughs> there we that's, go. That's great. It's awesome. Let's let's wrap this up. This is this been fun. <laughs> oh, where <laughs> case is gonna <laughs> This is why I've been quiet for the last five. I've minutes. been researching. Yes, I've been researching. <laughs> oh yes. Okay. Okay. So let's just average. <laughs> average yearly precipitation for Bangladesh is two thousand two hundred milliliters. Average um, yearly precipitation for Bergen, two thousand two hundred and fifty milliliters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I was wrong. There's more rainfall in Bergen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so happy now. Uh, Boom! <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I didn't question you all. No, no, it was just that curmudgeon, our 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 producer over there. <laughs> it was like <laughs> I was just I was setting you up the platform to show your greatness. That's all I was doing. I never doubt sure. it. Never doubt it. <laughs> all right. Now now can we wrap it up? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Lindy, thank you very much for, for joining us. It's been a lot of fun talking to you. Um, Likewise. Thank you very much. Do you want to give just give a, a shout out, I guess, to where people can can follow you, but also find find the new album i don't think we've even mentioned the name of the new album so that might be oh a, yeah the, the, <laughs> the, the name is hildring which is the same uh, as mirage in english and uh, it can be found on binors um, it's the record company mm -hmm. and also isa music uh, have it um in their online store and uh typical me i haven't checked uh, doing the checkup with the uh, Business. Of course, it will be in stores, I guess, eventually. Mm -hmm. uh, it will be in Galerie uh, Fiala, which is called Gallery. It will be there tomorrow, from tomorrow. That's in Bergen, so it's very local. 
uh, and uh, you can find the music, of course, on every like streaming thing. And is it always is it better for people to buy it than stream it? Is it does it work out better for you if? I don't know. I'm the most lousy person ever when it comes to business. I haven't checked. Honestly, I haven't checked that though. So I'm I don't guessing. Know. I'm guessing it will be better if people buy it. So everybody go probably, and buy it. Probably, probably. Everybody go and buy it, and then you can stream it as well. Thanks. Buy buy the CD because then you have. It's always nice to have something tangible to hold and look at. So so everybody buy the CD, and then you can stream whenever you want to. So people can follow you on Instagram. Is it just Lindy Lindy Fairhella? Yes. It's uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Mateus, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram. Go, uh, <laughs> go, follow me there. See, All right. me, see me post pictures about my new Christmas tree. So yeah, if you if you enjoy the show, please leave us a, a five star rating, a positive review. Um, on iTunes is the is the best place to help us bump up the the rankings. Um. You can watch the episodes on YouTube, just at Naughty Mythology Podcast. Same uh, at Naughty Mythology Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can join our Facebook group. Um, if you want to get a little bit more involved, Patreon is the best way. We really do appreciate if you do support us on there. Helps us keep growing the show. Helps us keep shining the job. Let him keep shouting at us when we uh, run over. But yeah, no, it really helps us uh, keep growing, keep getting better. We have a bunch of different tiers and you get a bonus episode each week. So we we also record the main show. And alongside that, after the main show, we either do a Vikings watch along where me and Mateus sit down and watch an episode of Vikings and, and let you know our opinions. Or we do a saga, um, a story time episode with Jonas Lorenzen comes on and is the narrator. And we go through one of the sagas and they are really good fun. Um, they are... The, the story time episodes alone are absolutely worth the the Patreon money. They really are incredible. So I implore you just to try it out. Pop over to Patreon, check check it out for a month. Listen to those episodes of fullback catalogs on there. You can listen to them and you can get rid of them if you, you get you can cancel it. So no hassle if you want. Um, but I guarantee you will really enjoy those those episodes. There, Jonas is. Uh, He's a special guy when he comes to narrate, and he's got a a bunch of, an, an array of different accents for all the different characters. It's, it was something he was born to do, I think. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, it's just really important that you guys sign up for our Patreon because Dan is trying to retire early, so keep <laughs> that in mind. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I would like to. I would definitely like to retire early. Um, Lindy, thank you very much. It's been a lot of fun. I love these episodes where we we don't necessarily stay on topic, mm-hmm. but we just we just get to chat. People get to get to kind of listen into a conversation with you, which I think is more interesting sometimes than just answering the same questions that, that people have on a, a piece of paper and you giving the same answers. I guess that you it's, yeah, it's been really fun, and we have been tapping into everything from Christmas tree to rainy <laughs> places. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> in my things. honor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you so much for joining us this has been a great conversation thank you it has really. Perfect, yeah. thank Hopefully, you for having me yeah and you're welcome back anytime thank you very much thank you <laughs>